the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Thursday afternoon and welcome to this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show here on the Salem Radio Network in West Central Florida. Honored to be uh, with you today, and uh, we are certainly glad that you're with us. Well, we have had an interesting day, an interesting week, with uh, thousands that have uh, converged on the state capitol in Tallahassee to uh, register their their complaints, their demands, their frustrations. And uh, I'm here to tell you that um, they're going to be getting at least the attention to the issue uh, of the gun violence on uh, public school campuses. They're going to get the attention that uh, they ask for. A couple of things happening uh, first uh, here in Florida. Uh, I think that around 1030 tomorrow morning, um, you have uh, the governor of the state of Florida, Rick Scott. You have the speaker of the Florida House, uh, Richard Cochran. And you have the president of the Senate, Joe Negron. There has been a lot of discussion going on uh, about uh, what would be the state of Florida's reaction to uh, Parkland, Florida, being the the latest mass shooting on a public school campus. Well, they're looking at uh, several options. We're going to talk about some, some of those options today here very quickly. But tomorrow morning, I think we're going to begin to have an idea as to what they're going to propose. Now, the committee meetings, uh, we have two more weeks of session. The session is supposed to wrap up on March the 9th. The only thing the legislature has to do, as I keep reminding you, is to pass a budget. Uh, I think that there's going to uh, attempt to be some sort of movement. We'll talk about some of those issues in a moment by the Republicans uh, in Tallahassee. Uh, but they're going to have to schedule some extra committee meetings and waive the rules and do some things. So I, I, I believe that it's not just the Republicans, but probably the Democrats as well. I know that there have been discussions along across party lines, so we'll watch how that uh, plays out. On the national level, yesterday, President Trump did something very extraordinary. He did something that no... A presidential communications expert would have ever let their president do. For the president to have uh, that um, open sort of a, not a town hall meeting, but the roundtable discussion with various students, including students from Parkland, parents who have lost their children to the, um, uh, the, um, the, the crazed killers that have come on some of these campuses around the nation, to uh, to let the cameras in for that live conversation with the president uh, in a conventional sense, that would be far too risky for that to ever happen. Well, this Trump White House uh, has uh, their own way on how they're going to communicate with the American people. I want to also say that um, today the president met uh, with members of uh, state law enforcement, attorney generals, mayors, 
in the uh, meeting today was uh, the Attorney General from here in the state of Florida, Pam Bondi. Pam Stewart, the education head of education here in the state of Florida, she was there. Jeff Sessions was there as well, as well as the Attorney General for uh, Indiana. And again, uh, this one wasn't live like yesterday's. It was a little bit of a delay, but uh, the entire meeting was uh, broadcast. And so i got to tell you that um, we're a divided nation, but uh, I think the president, uh, going straight to the American people, he's uh, developed a new way to do this. Obviously, he does it by Twitter, um, the bypass the media, and when he has these meetings— and the public is invited to watch the meeting themselves to draw their own conclusions, not to draw the conclusions of what a reporter or a moderator chooses to uh, tell the story from their point of view or their opinion. Um, very interesting stuff. So we're going to talk about that. And um, phone lines are going to be open at 877 877- Nine four three nine six seven three eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. We're going to ask you to join the discussion about what this country needs to do. What are the elements to make our public schools safe? We've we've had this conversation a couple of days ago, but I'm going to uh, incorporate some of the things we're hearing now. In Tampa, you can call eight one three two eight seven five seven zero zero. Sarasota, Brent, Sarasota, Bradenton, Manatee County. Your local number is 941-955-0930. So let me tell you what's happening. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we've had a runaway stock market. And uh, certainly a lot of questions about, uh, is this a bubble? Uh, could it all come crashing down? We know that uh, very, uh, very uh, interesting and uh, a very cautionary note from the Federal Reserve yesterday about rising interest rates. I think the 10-year note, which uh, directly is proportioned to most of your mortgages or adjustable rate mortgages, uh, that's uh, at a high that hasn't been seen here in recent history. And then what about the debt? All the debt. But I'm going to tell you what. Uh, watchdog on this stuff is uh, Phil Grande, and Phil's going to be with me. Of course, his show just wrapped up moments ago um, here, and uh, he's going to be giving us uh, his take on the markets. Don't want to miss that because uh, that's going to be interesting bottom of the hour. Then in hour number two, I want to tell you that uh, people are signing up uh, for our pilgrimage to Israel. And uh, today, uh, in hour number two of the Bill Bunkley Show, if you are thinking about, praying about this once-in-a-lifetime trip, especially now when so much is happening in Israel and understanding what Israel is up against uh, in terms of the geopolitical situation, hey, we're going to be taking off on uh, May 31st for a 10-day pilgrimage to both Jordan and Israel and uh, we've got the itinerary right there at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. And uh, also we have a phone number, 813-515-1510, if you'd like to talk to me or Boaz Shalgi or Maggie Shalgi. Um, i tell you what, uh, we're excited because uh, God's putting the team together. I'd like for you to come along on that trip. And uh, as an incentive, we've got a wonderful, wonderful package, 10 days, all-inclusive, four- and five-star hotels, as well as uh, three meals a day, all the entrance fees are paid for. It is a it is astonishing. Thirty nine hundred and sixty five dollars, all inclusive, double occupancy, and we're going to fly from United Airlines about four or four thirty on that Thursday up to uh, Newark. I'm going to get on a 
big, big new uh, United Aircraft uh, jet that's going to take us all the way from uh, Liberty all the way to Tel Aviv. And we'll come back again. And by the way, Petra's on the trip. So just want to tell you that we're going to be talking about day number six of the 10-day trip. That's our first topic, uh, the 5 o'clock hour. You're going to hear that. And then my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, along with uh, Dr. Tom Woodward of the University Next Door. Of course, Dr. Ken is a uh, uh, senior pastor at Ottawa Baptist Church. They had a discussion yesterday morning with our morning uh, host, Bill Carl, about the legacy of Dr. Billy Graham. And uh, that is just an awesome discussion. And so we're going to bring you an encore presentation of that coming up in just a moment. So. There's going to be some some decisions being made, and I thought I would give you my uh, take on what's happening at the moment. Um, uh, It was interesting because a lot of what the president has been talking about the last 24, 48 hours or some some of the concepts I shared with you, interesting that nobody is characterizing some of these as uh, part of the Israeli national plan to keep their schools safe. But the president, uh, though getting a considerable amount of pushback from the teachers' unions as well as those on the left about arming either administrators or teachers, and he's talking about coaches as well, but uh, that has been a discussion there uh, in Washington today. Let me give you a couple of things, and I'd love to hear from you. We'll have uh, 5 or 10, 15 minutes to talk about this. Um, And that is, uh, the way I see it, we've got a couple of priorities. The first priority is, as you have been following the news, we've had some kids, some youngsters who have been arrested for doing some very, very idiotic and foolish things with some threats. But obviously, law enforcement is on a heightened alert, uh, not only for copycats, but for repeat incidents. Um, I think the number one thing that we need to look at is what do we need to do, even if it's uh, a temporary basis, temporary measures, what can we do to keep our schools safe right now at the moment? Now, interesting enough, uh, in Broward County, Broward County and uh, Miami, but Broward is probably one of our most liberal counties in the state of Florida. And I want to tell you the sheriff there, Sheriff Israel, um, or Sheriff Isaac, I should say, um, yesterday he announced that uh, his school resource officers that are in the schools They are going to be uh, carrying AK-47 long rifles uh, as part of uh, what he's stepping up security right now at those schools. I think he's on the right track in as much of the fact that uh, President Trump said today that um, if uh, folks who are thinking about hitting a soft target, and a school is certainly a soft target the way they are today, You know, if there are people who have concealed weapons, whether they're teachers, whether they're retired military, whether they're um, uh, retired uh, police officers, I think the president made a good point that if it's known, and this is the Israeli uh, plan, if it's known that there are multiple people there, that if you come and you present a gun, you're going to be met very aggressively, that is a strong deterrent. And as the president said uh, today, that um, a lot of these individuals are cowards. Now, mental health, all of what's happening, the effects of the movies, the video games, but it comes down to it that if they know that uh, they're not going to get far at all before they're going to be met with fire with fire, uh, I think I side with the president that uh, that's going to um, 
certainly make things uh, subside. Here's the balance. As we Before we talk about some other aspects, the balance is we live in a free society. We want to try to continue to live um, the American way, the American dream, if you will, and that is to maintain a free society. Now, we certainly have had some incursions on that when we go to fly in an airplane commercially, go to a football game, metal detectors. Uh, I had metal detectors when I was at Bush Gardens. But um, nonetheless, that um, for us to be able to free be free in many other areas, this is where I think the big discussion is going to have to develop on the big picture. Now, in addition to making the schools safe, I, for one, um, am in the camp that uh, if it goes that way, I would feel comfortable if we had teachers uh, who uh, maybe retired military, retired firefighters or whatever, uh, not every teacher, certainly most teachers would not be in a position to uh, be the concealed carry person, but for those that can, think it's there. But I got to tell you, when I heard the sheriff uh, in Broward County talking about the fact that the teachers have too much on their shoulders now, the last thing we need to do to arm them, you know, I'm, uh, I'm pondering that. So before we take a break real quick, my deal is, we need to have multiple persons, whether they are uh, undercover police officers, undercover, very trained security personnel, whether it's teachers. Uh, I think um, one of the things that we're going to do, unless we're going to be building, you know, absolute stockades on, around all of our schools and what those will look like, uh, this is part of the ways, part of the way we're going to do a deterrent. What would you do if you were uh, on the think tank today giving uh, suggestions to the Florida legislative leaders on what to announce tomorrow, what to suggest? Call us, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. More of my thoughts on uh, first steps of what the country should do, what Florida should do. And, of course, Phil Grande coming up at the end of the um, uh, first half hour. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back. a million Floridians petitioned to put Amendment 3 on the ballot this November. Amendment 3 will put voters, not politicians, in charge of casino gambling. And that's got Tallahassee politicians and lobbyists scrambling for gambling. They're trying to expand gambling now, before voters have their say in November. And that is exactly why we need Amendment 3. The politicians can't be trusted. And they're proving it at this moment. For decades, casino gambling was decided by the voters. Then, politicians tried to legalize casinos without voter approval. Voting yes on three puts you back in charge. It's not about where you stand on gambling. It's about who you trust. The politicians or the people. Tell the Tallahassee politicians. Let the voters decide gambling. Just leave it be until Amendment 3. Paid political advertisement paid for by voters in charge. 2640 A. Mitchum Drive, Tallahassee, Florida, 32308. I'm Jenna McFarlane. When I entered the Classical Academy of Sarasota in 10th grade, I had no idea the effect that it would have on my life. Caring teachers committed to virtue expanded my view of education in a way that I never even imagined was possible. TCA 
kept me busy with challenging material straight through to graduation. And because of this, I entered college fully prepared for the challenges to come. The Classical Academy of Sarasota. Contact us at TCASarasota.com. That's TCASarasota.com. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Without a proper understanding of who truly owns your car, who owns your house, we're prone to mismanage that which we do have. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. All right, let's get back at it. 877-943-9673. Both the president and tomorrow leaders in the Florida uh, House, Senate, and uh, governor will be weighing in on uh, what I believe to be some steps they'll be taking, uh, if you will, on an emergency basis because we have two weeks left in the session. Whether they extend the session to finish that up or finish the budget up, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly... Uh, this week was a, a, a um, uh, distraction is not the word. There, there's, but there was a reorientation uh, in terms of priorities. But here's my thoughts. 877-943-9673. We've got a, a quick caller in here. Um, first of all, we have to <clears throat> look at our schools. What can we do on a very short-term basis to be prepared uh, for copycat shooters or, or uh, other kids, uh, young people, whoever? Uh, the second thing I think we, we must do um, is to um, kind of a dual approach. We absolutely have to have a complete, quick investigation. Why, when people are calling DCF, why when people, the, the Florida Department of Children and Families, why when people call the FBI, why when people, hey, if you see something, say something, people have been doing that, and yet I've got this 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 very bad feeling in my stomach that had our procedures to stop this type of thing that is already on the books, if they would have been followed, I've got this real bad feeling in my gut that 17 people would be alive today. Uh, I'm still amazed in the last two or three days that the, the part of the demands aren't with the FBI and don't take two or three days. We, we want an answer now. Why did your call center in West Virginia not pass this on to uh, headquarters, uh, if that were where it goes uh, in Washington or down to Florida. Now, the other thing is is mental health, and here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, we in this country, free society, we have civil liberties, but you're going to be hearing about a concept called red flag or red flagging, and this is this whole idea that if you start having this centralized clearinghouse sort of like what they're looking to do in opioids and other places to where you keep track of what doctors are prescribing what. But if you have this central clearinghouse and if someone is either Baker acted, someone is uh, severely depressed, uh, a, a trained professional doctor, psychologist, um, deems that someone you know might might cause injury to themselves or others, well, there's got to be this clearinghouse, and the problem is with HIPAA laws and privacy laws. But on the other hand, that if, if somebody's having some of these issues, we need to know enough to where there is not a gun permit uh, issued. There's not a clearing of the, of the background checks. We have to know exactly, and one of the big decisions is going to be how do we do that? How do we do that without 
infringing on individual liberty. These are, and by the way, there's a question of whether or not um, AK-47s and shotguns, right now they can be bought at age 18 in Florida. Handguns can't be bought till 21. Question is, will we see a prohibition of shotgun sales and AK-47s unless you're 21? Will we see that tomorrow in Florida? Wait and see. All right, we've got a few moments. I want to get to John in Sarasota. John, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Thanks for taking part in the conversation. Thank you. I feel that when I lived in Chicago in the late 60s, I did have a concealed weapons permit. I had to uh, go through a background check. I had to wait three days before I could pick up the uh, the pistol, the rifle, and it was a, in those days, we called it the Saturday night special, and people had to cool off, and of course, it reduced a lot of problems. Now, you can pass all kinds of draconian uh, laws, and Chicago has the toughest laws in the country with the highest crime rate. Kennesaw, Georgia has the lowest crime rate, and they, that town, they encourage, quote, unquote, for the people to have uh, our firearms. Mm -hmm. They have the lowest problem in the country. Now, no matter how many laws we pass, if you want to get a gun, you can get a gun. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to do like Israel. And they have had 17, they had probably 19 or 20 accidents or, or, or kill, people killed in the 40 years. Mm-hmm. But they have tremendous security, armed guards at the schools and, and other. And when I was there, we always saw two fellows and a girl in groups, military, with their with their firearms, and they do not have the problem like we have. Uh, that's my thought, and I hope uh, others, other people would tend to agree with me. All right, John, I do. I support what Israel does. Uh, I think you're talking about on field trips. Uh, they'll have two or three officers. In fact, uh, uh, John, if you come with us to uh, Israel coming up in May, I'll show you some of those uh, security measures. But uh, I'm with you, John. John, thanks for calling in this afternoon. Got a couple minutes left. Let's, let's go to Laura in Bradenton. Laura, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Your thoughts about what uh, you're hearing from me and others about some of the steps that might be uh, coming forth to, to deal with this issue. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my idea uh, would be to remove the gun-free zone uh, signs because, obviously, as we know, drug-free signs, drug-free zone signs do not work because drugs are still available and get in schools. I think, gun, also, I think, I think gun-free zones invites the cowards, as the president would say, right. to come because they're a soft target. But, but I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, exactly. And um, and I agree with the previous caller. Um, what Israel does is what should be done in um, our great country. we got to protect the kids, and therefore there should be armed, armed guards in the, in, in the schools. I think it's common sense. Yeah, I think uh, also plain clothes. I like the idea, too, what Israel does. There's several that are plain clothes. And you never know who has or who doesn't have the armament, and that's a deterrent, too. Laura, I got one more call to get in in a minute. Uh, Laura, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we welcome your calls to call again. That's Laura in Bradenton. Agree with her. Let's go to Landa Lakes. Jim is on the line. Jim got about a minute and a half, but it's all yours. Okay. Hey, Bill. Uh, yeah, I, as much as I respect Israel, what we've got to remember is everyone in Israel is, is a member of the military. 
So all their school teachers have already done military service, whether they're a man or a woman. So that's a different there, difference there between their system and ours. Not all our school teachers have military experience, probably very few of them. But I do agree that we should have experienced people plain clothes in school armed and let the word go out that any bad guy that might try and do something in our schools, he'll have to run the risk of that teacher, that administrator, somebody in that school might just be right there with him and pop him before he can do anything wrong. Totally agree. Jim, we got much more to talk about this next week, my friend, my brother, but thanks for calling in this afternoon. We appreciate uh, your wisdom this afternoon. One last thing I will tell you about schools, what we're talking about, having this, this force ready. Having schools without arming up and not having them look like bunkers, I think schools should have a single point of entry. Uh, one entry and anything else is under uh, video surveillance. You basically come into school during school hours during one in one area, and you've got a couple of areas that are that are already cordoned off where you punch a button and they're able to come through. That way, you can keep real tight security of just opening up all the gates. Say as what happened in Broward. And you've got three or four or five different exit points, and uh, they're all very open. Hey, thanks for the participation this afternoon. We'll continue next week. Coming up next, what about the stock market? What about these markets? What about your 401K? Phil Grandy from Phil's Gang is up next. Don't miss this because this may be some very important advice for you. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Vice President Mike Pence delivering remarks on several issues at the Conservative Political Action Conference outside of Washington today. He highlighted the administration's victories for conservatives in 2017. Those included confirming Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, overhauling the nation's tax code, and demanding more from allied nations when it comes to NATO's common defense. Also, also taking the podium was NRA Vice President Wayne LaPierre. He accused some Democrats in Congress of wasting no time trying to exploit last week's terrible school shooting in Florida for political gain. With mental health now on the radar as a component of gun violence, President Trump said today he would like to see more mental hospitals reopened. He also talked about the importance, he thinks, of arming teachers, something he says would cut down on school violence. On Wall Street, the Dow was up about 165 points. This is SRN News. He lived 99 years. He preached to millions. He reached the nations. He was a trusted counselor and advisor to presidents, kings, and queens. He once said, my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Today, heaven welcomes home a good and faithful servant. Rest in peace, Dr. Billy Graham. The world has changed because you traveled here. Faith Talk, AM 570. Is happily ever after possible? Yes. And you can learn the secret if you win a trip to a family life weekend to remember marriage getaway with registration, hotel, meals, and travel expenses paid. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. And when you enter, you'll also receive the free e-booklet, Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage. Discover these relationship builders. Visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword 
marriage. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. Bill Bunkley here coming up on uh, looks to be about uh, 34 minutes past the hour on this Thursday edition of Bill Bunkley show. want to remind you that Regnery, we got an offer that's going to be wrapping up uh, in just a few days here at the end of the month, and it is our book giveaway. We got five copies of Howard Kurtz's new book, uh, and of course, he is the host of Fox News Media Buzz. The book is entitled Media Madness, Donald Trump, the Press, and the War Over the Truth. Now, you can uh, register for your copy uh, to win a copy by going to am860theanswer or am930theanswer.com. Both of those are .com. Click on the contest tab, and you can enter in every day until the last day of the contest, which is February the 28th. Well, a good friend that uh, certainly has great advice, great observations each and every day. And, of course, I'm talking about Phil Grandy. Uh, He is the host of Phil's Gang. And for those of you who uh, listen to uh, 860 The Answer here in Central Florida or AM 930 The Answer in the Sarasota Braden area, of course, we've got some great uh, FM translators there as well. And also 1380 The Biz between the 3 and 4 o'clock hour. He's here giving you the straight, the straight scoop, I should say, on what's happening in the markets. And I want to tell you that he has been an entrepreneur all of his life. 
and he has used his business skills to take over privately held companies which were in or near bankruptcy and reorganize them. He would identify their illness and, well, write a prescription just like a doctor to bring them back to health by replacing management or refinancing their debt. Uh, the big six accounting firm, Arthur Young and Venture Magazine, honored Phil Grandy back in 1987 as the Entrepreneur of the Year here in the U.S. And his holding company also made the prestigious Inc. Magazine annual 500 list, which identifies and honors the nation's 500 fastest growing private health companies. Now, I got to tell you, it's kind of like me. Some 40 years have passed since Phil decided to become. Something no one, including himself, ever thought he would do, and that was to become a radio talk show host. I can so relate. But uh, all of his personal experiences and a great eye on the markets is uh, why we love to listen to his show every day. Phil Granny, good to have you with us this afternoon. Well, quite an introduction. I was wondering what you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, you, gave me that, you gave me that big check to take care of you, so I hope I got it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey, Phil, my friend, uh, I know that you are a deficit uh, uh, watchdog. I know that uh, uh, the whole idea of inflated markets, so I'm going to leave it to you. A lot to talk about in just a few moments. Uh, what do you think is the number one concern that people ought to have, even though, hey, paychecks are larger, things are happening, looks like the the, the, the economy is going. What's the number one thing to keep an eye on here? Inflation. That's a killer. And the trade deficit is just the most evil debt we could have. That, when, you talk the about the, when you talk about inflation, talk a little bit about, was it yesterday or, or, or today, yesterday when the Federal Reserve came out and uh, – Everybody's the 10-year note went up, which means mortgages yeah. are going to go up. Talk about that. Well, what happened was interesting. I called the market crash on January 16th. I, I've been watching for about three months the 10-year yield because if you're a trader, you got to watch the bond market every day. And so I'm watching the 10-year yield go up, and I finally said, "Wait a minute, this is crazy." Because the 10-year, because if you remember the last crash, we we had a 20 trillion national debt, and when the 10-year yield hit 3.7%. They couldn't handle it. Here we're at twenty trillion instead of ten trillion, double. So I could just see, and I just sensed it. And I said to everybody on the sixteenth, I said, "Look, as soon as we get towards two point seven percent, we're going to get a big correction in the market. It's going to be between today, the sixteenth, or the first two weeks of February." So everybody said, "Well, how'd you do that?" Well, because I watched that yield, and and the debt is so. I mean, look, let's think about it. Between our trade deficit. And the budget deficit, and I also knew that the trade, uh, the uh, budget deficit is the problem because when they gave those tax cuts, mm-hmm. I knew no way were they going to, uh, no way were they going to uh, stop doing stock buybacks. Uh, for, not that they're mean or they're evil. It's just that you know there's no demand. And if I'm a CEO of a company, a public company, which I was once, if you don't see any demand out there, I'm not going to go and take my money and plow back into new machinery and equipment and hire people if, if, if my products aren't in demand. So it was obvious that we were sold a bill of goods on this tax cut. But at the other, but but they're giving us a tax cut on one hand, but they're raising taxes with the inflation on the other hand, and that's what happened, and why the market corrected to two thousand points because once that inflate, once that yield started to go up, which is a tax, uh, it was too much, and that's when the market collapsed. And we're not done yet. We're this everybody says the bottom's in, but it's nowhere near in. And by the way, if you're just joining us, the very familiar voice, uh, 3 or 4 o'clock hour, is Phil Grandy joining me this afternoon. I want to remind you, his website is philsgang.com. That's philsgang.com. 
And I want to remind you that you need to check it out because they have a full educational package. They'll work with you every day. They'll get with you every morning. They give you updates through the day. If you want to learn how to, uh, well, participate in the markets, you want to find out if there's a particular way of trading that might be for you, check out philsgang.com because uh, they're an excellent uh, resource to get started. Now, when you talk about this trade deficit, um, quick question, how much – I always talk about how we're mortgaging away our, our kids, our grandkids, and I guess now we're on the great-grandkids with the way the number is going here. But I saw some horrendous deficits by 2026. Uh, we know that the market's going to be stimulated. We know that the businesses are hiring and things are happening. But usually there's offsets. What is your prediction for what's happening with the deficit as opposed to uh, is there enough offsets to cut the, to cover these increases or not? Tell us a straight scoop. What I don't see is, you know, why everybody's saying you know, jobs are going up, wages are increasing, but not not fast enough or enough that uh, you know, we're, we're not growing fast enough with the debt that's going up. That's the real problem. So these jobs that we got aren't great jobs. These aren't the high-paying jobs. So I just don't see that. When I hear everybody telling me about the wages are great and the economy's coming back and things are strong, I don't see a 3% GDP. Uh, Atlanta Fed just dropped. They, they estimated 5% for 2018. They just pulled it back to 3% the other day. Uh, our, our big problem uh, is, again, uh, we, we just don't have – they're not giving us the jobs, the kind of jobs we need where you know, people can have some disposable income when they finish paying their bills. And that's the real problem. They're not getting overtime. They're not. That's the problem. We're just not growing fast. I get it's just growing too fast. Mm. Now, Phil Grandy, I know that uh, for folks that uh, plug into Phil's, Grand, Phil's Gang, and again, that website is philsgang.com, uh, not only as they listen between 3 or 4 o'clock to get an idea of what's been happening in the markets, but uh, you guys really are up early in the morning for those who want to mm-hmm. look at that uh, educational su- subscription service. Right. But uh, I want to shift to maybe a little wider uh, sector uh, of, say, my mm-hmm. audience, and that is folks who are either near retirement, in retirement, they haven't been getting m- much in terms of interest uh, for years on any of mm-hmm. their of their fixed instruments, uh, but at the same time, Uh, If you got a 401k or one of these vehicles, um, how concerned should you be? Uh, Should you take some of the profits of the last year and a half, put it safe? What would you tell those folks who are kind of guarding their nest egg? Yeah, the 401k has become a a disaster. Uh, The 401k has become a big disaster. uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? But it's like a uh, you know it's a skimming operation, and and the problem is the fees are so high on these things. If you get into a, a spider, and where your fees are low, I mean you're going to make out much better than the, the, the fees are the killer. It was a great idea when they started, but it was really never for retirement. It was a tax code that they they plugged in some mutual funds, and the only one that really benefited out of this was Wall Street. Went from a cottage industry to what it is today, off the backs of, of these folks with the four hundred and one k. Four hundred and one the, 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 right now, if I had a lot of money and I'm gonna and I'm worried about the crash or what I was going to do, I, I I would again I would just simply go to cash and then I would just invest in the spiders. 
and it's low cost. And and then when at least the spiders, when the market starts going down, tell us what a spider uh, is. Tell us what a spider uh, is. Okay, it, you t- it's a basket of stocks. It's uh, you take the S and P five hundred, uh, and it's a basket of those stocks, and it, it trades like one stock. But the beautiful thing compared to a four hundred one k, when the stock market starts crashing, if you're in a four hundred one k. You can't do anything. You just got to sit there and strap yourself in, and the market goes down. With a uh, spider, you can immediately start making money as it's going down. You, you short it, and it's easy to do. What, what you do is buy what they call an inverse, which is not complicated. It's just that you just buy this certain, we'll call it a stock. The symbol is SDS. So as it goes up, uh, the market's going down. And, and that's what I'd be doing because to be in 401Ks right now, because this market, when it's going to crash, it, this is so – this market, I've never seen such a bubble as this. And, and the problem is that the more they keep this dollar weak, I'm telling you, the more this dollar is going to – and they're going to make sure they keep a weak dollar. You've got to have that strong dollar to curb that inflation, and you've got to have that strong dollar to keep interest rates low. Our interest rates are soaring. The poor people that are retired, they're not getting any interest. They're getting killed. So I'd be in the spiders, uh, some cash, and, and, and wait this out for the next couple of months because I think the crash, the final one, will be here uh, you know, you know, as we get towards the end of the summer. Phil, we got a couple of minutes left before I got a hard break, but when we talk about Phil's gang, I know that uh, you have been warning your audience for years about a lot of the advice that is out there on the streets what some of the the stock uh, or market or trading pundits tell you. Talk a little bit about that, and then uh, in the time that we have left, uh, just hit uh, briefly uh, when folks go to philsgang.com how they can look at your educational program because I'm sure somebody listening today didn't understand all of the concepts we might have thrown out at them. Well, that's great. Well, let me start with that. One program that we have, because you brought about the retirement, what they should do, we have a program under the umbrella of all our programs called the Video Stock. And what is that? I will pick two or three stocks, no more than three, and then I do a video of it, and then I, I will address the video three times a day during the day. It's like any video you buy, like the, how to build a fence or plant the flower. It's the same thing. I'll say, okay, let's take GE, and you don't have to know anything about the market. I do it all for you. You just got to – now, you don't send me the money. You go online and pick an online broker, put your money with, but you take that video – and I go from the beginning of stock to the end of the stock. You haven't got to know anything. You haven't got to know anything about the market, about the economy. Just do exactly what I tell you in that video. And this is perfect for people who just don't have time, though. This is so perfect. And, 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 and it's been one of our most popular products because so many people are just busy. But that's where I, and, and we do the spiders in there, too, as well. Well, let's do this. I want to tell you, we couldn't at all cover the years of, ex- of experience. And, of course, uh, both uh, Phil and Marta Grandy have been in this business uh, since back in 1999. But I want to tell you, if you want to take charge of your own investments and you want to learn, because uh, this is an educational program, he's not giving you direct stock advice or trading advice. He's just showing you these examples. Go right now to philsgang.com. That's philsgang.com. Check it out. And, of course, catch his show each weekday right here, 3 p.m. on AM860. AM 930, both of those are answer stations, and AM 1380, The Biz. And, Phil, I wish I had some more time, but uh, I'm out. But I thank you so much for spending some time with us. Well, I thank you. It was a lot of fun. God bless you, my friend. All right. Bye-bye. Again, that website, philsgang.com. That's philsgang.com. 
couple of tidbits about Dr. Billy Graham. How about the funeral? How about some final thoughts uh, back in his birthday party in November? That's coming up next. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. Abraham was a great man of faith, perhaps the greatest man of faith in all the Old Testament. In fact, look in the dictionary under the word faith, you see Abraham's picture right there. He was a model of faith. And perhaps one of the greatest demonstrations of faith is found in Genesis chapter 14. It was Abram's daring rescue of his nephew Lot from the kings of the east. And after he rescued Lot, uh, the king of Sodom was so grateful for what Abraham had done. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a wealthy man. I'm going to give you a portion of my riches because of what you had done. And Abraham said, no, I don't want your money, king of Sodom. I don't want anyone to doubt that the Lord is my provider. I'm going to refuse the riches and let God provide for me. What a great act of faith. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one. One call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. If you wake up in the morning and you begin to thank God that He created you and that you're one of His children now, and secondly, that He's delivered you from the power of sin, and thirdly, that He's going to provide everything you need all day long, and number four, that He is not only provide, but He's going to He's going to guide you each step of the way, whatever decisions you have to make. If those things be true. What do we have to be anxious about? When you begin to give God thanks, whether it's in your prayers or maybe you're praying and singing to the Lord, whatever, when you start doing that, it's real difficult to remain anxious when you are praising God and thanking Him for His power and thanking Him for His faithfulness and thanking Him for all these things. It's real difficult to be anxious. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org. Who's happy to be at the game today? You know who's not happy? Your buddy Pete, stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife, who loves soap operas. Pete should have taken advantage of Sun Country Cleaner's wash, dry, and fold service. With 38 convenient locations in Tampa Bay and delivery, Pete could be here, dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. Sun Country Cleaners, let us do the laundry while you do life. Online at suncountrycleaners.com. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited, ends up in prison. 
His life is cut short. But that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. We're back, Bill Bunkley here, and um, you know, uh, it is amazing. Everywhere I look, everywhere I go, all of the talk about the um, the homegoing of Dr. Billy Graham. And I want to remind you that uh, we have an encore presentation. Those of you who were listening uh, yesterday morning with our morning host, Bill Carl, he had a chance to um, spend some time with the senior pastor of Ottawa Baptist Church, Dr. Ken Witten, my pastor as well as Dr. Tom Woodward, host of the Universe Next Door, our programming here right uh, right here at our Salem West Central Florida stations. Well, coming up um, in the next hour, we're going to play an encore presentation of that because I think that the observation of those two uh, individuals um, uh, is just something very special. Shared my thoughts on yesterday. And by the way, in the second hour, just to tell you, if you come on over to the Faith Talk stations for the second hour of my program today, uh, at uh, AM 570, AM 910, or 102.1 if you're in Lakeland. Um, you know, we are we are filling up our absolutely exciting pilgrimage to Israel. Going to be leaving on um, um, May 31st for 10 days. Coming up uh, top of the hour, we're going to give you an in-depth look at day number six of the 10-day trip. Uh, I had a conversation with our in-country tour host with his... Um, um, Boaz Shaggy with EDI Travel. EDI Travel, the third year that they have been named the number one tour company to Israel. And boy, we got an exciting itinerary. So I want to invite you to stay with us on the Faith Talk side to hear about that. And of course, um, hey, give us a call if you have questions. Um, go to the website and uh, we've got folks that are securing their spots already. We invite you to do that. We've got an absolutely great package. You can see that at letstalkfaith.com. That number to call is 813-515-1510. Well, I thought you might be uh, a little interested in the funeral plans for uh, Dr. Billy Graham. Uh, CBN News is reporting this afternoon, they put it together pretty good, that uh, it looks like Dr. Graham is going to have the uh, the final homegoing memorial similar to... Um, what God used to begin his worldwide, his national, his worldwide ministry. Uh, Mike, there's going to be a large white tent, just like the crusade tents, that tent that was used in California for that multi-week crusade. Uh, That's when um, he was um, just absolutely having record crowds every night. Then the media uh, took an interest in what he was doing, and so uh, Graham's private funeral service is going to be held Friday, March the 2nd. It's going to begin at uh, high noon, and it's going to be in a big canvas tent. For those of you who have been to the Billy Graham Library there in Charlotte, North Carolina, just down from the Charlotte International Airport, uh, that's where the tent's going to be uh, erected. Um 
We also know that um, Paul Ryan, who is the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, that on Wednesday, February the 28th, the last day of the month, Dr. Billy Graham's body will be brought to the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., where he is going to be honored. He will lie in honor in the rotunda until Thursday, March the 1st. Uh, Members of the public will be allowed to come and pay their respects to uh, Dr. Graham while he uh, lies in repose there at the Capitol. Um, There's also going to be a special memorial service led by uh, Senate Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell as well as Speaker Ryan. Now, the March 2nd uh, funeral is private. Of course, it will include family members, friends, and community leaders who were touched by Graham's ministry. Uh, There's about 2,300 people on the guest list. It's going to be about 90 minutes. And uh, as you would probably well imagine, Dr. Graham, um, this funeral is um, put together and has been personally approved by him. All the details uh, were a part of his details. Uh, They were arranged many years before uh, his home going this week. And um, when you um, get uh, the news about the service, you're going to find out that the focus is not on Billy Graham. The focus is going to be on the gospel. Franklin Graham is uh, going to give the funeral message. And, um, you know, Franklin has a brother and three sisters. All will be speaking as well. And, of course, you remember the first white tent? It was called the Canvas Cathedral. It was in downtown Los Angeles that year. was 1949. Uh, he and the family members thought it would be fitting to conduct his final funeral service under a tent as a reminder of how his public ministry was launched. And by the way, Mike, you might not know this, but the the um, the casket that Dr. Graham is going to be uh, laid to rest in. It was actually made back in 2006 at the Angola prison by prisoners. And uh, he's going to be buried next to Ruth, his wife, at the foot of the cross, at the walkway to the Billy Graham Library. Those who have been there, you probably have seen Ruth's grave. But um, just want to tell you, it was just a peaceful thing as Dr. Graham passed away in his sleep. So, going to wrap up this edition of Bill Bunkley's show. Coming up next on our answer stations is Jay Sekulow. Those of you on the biz, the Consumer Quarterback Show is next. And of course, you can follow me for hour number two at, at uh, AM 570, AM 910, or 102.1 in Lakeland. One and for all, hope to see you on the other side. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. How can the slaughter of high school students be so polarizing? It is agonizing beyond any writer's or speaker's ability to convey, but a political football to begin another round of pro and anti-Trump throwdowns? I didn't see that coming out of the sorrow from the Florida shooting. It was like an instant replay of reactions that we witnessed after the massacre in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and every awful massacre since Columbine. It has left commentary without a purpose. If everyone always makes the same demands nearly instantly, Without any room for consideration of the specifics of the murderer's motivation in history, it's hard to imagine what change will avail. A place to start for us would be hearings. 
I got the idea from my NBC colleague, Chuck Todd. I put it to Education Secretary DeVos and Attorney General Sessions. They both agreed. If joint hearings of the House and Senate occur, we need one more promise. For everyone to actually hear the various viewpoints presented. Let's stop the outrage and just listen. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. In the wake of the emotional debate in the country that has followed the massacre of 17 teenagers at a Florida high school, President Trump says the idea of arming teachers is worth considering. It's called concealed carry. And it's it only works where you have people very adept at using firearms, of which you have many. And it would be teachers and uh, coaches. While Becky Pringle, vice president of the National Education Association, says the idea of arming teachers is opposed by her three million member teachers union. Absolutely, it's not practical. We know that um, arming teachers and other support professionals that are in our schools is not the way to bring the kind of safety that our students are demanding of us. The Reverend Billy Graham, who died Wednesday at 99, will lie in repose in North Carolina before his body travels to Washington to lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol. Public viewings for Billy Graham will be Monday and Tuesday at his library in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Wednesday and Thursday at the U.S. Capitol in Washington. Spokesman Mark DeMoss says Graham will be buried next to his wife at the headquarters of his evangelical empire, which was all he asked for. He obviously will be buried beside her, but I don't, I'm not aware of anything uh, being put with him in the casket. All living presidents have been invited. DeMoss says Graham planned out his own funeral a decade ago and his five children will speak. I'm Julie Walker. The controversial Obama administration policy of net neutrality was ordered to be repealed today after being published in the National Register. The repeal by the Federal Communications Commission is expected to be challenged in court by Democrat attorneys general, some public interest groups and internet companies who say they'll file lawsuits to preserve the 2015 law. On Wall Street, the up by 165 points, the Nasdaq dropped nine. More on these stories at townhall.com. So, how are you enjoying this latest stock market roller coaster ride? You've worked too long and too hard to let market volatility and a tired old spend down strategy rob you of your retirement savings. David J. Scranton, host of the Income Generation Television program, has dedicated his entire career to educating baby boomers how to avoid becoming prey to market volatility and the retirement spend down trap. To teach you how to get off the roller coaster and transform a potential retirement spend down into retirement income. David's now offering free copies of his latest book, Return on Principle, Seven Core Values to Help Protect Your Money in Good Times and Bad to the first 1,000 boomers to respond to this message by calling 866-913-1234. Don't let market volatility ruin your retirement. Become part of the income generation. 866-913-1234. 866-913-1234. Call now for your free book. A Republican-led House panel is asking for travel records for EPA Chief Scott Pruitt. The House Oversight Committee wants to review all of Pruitt's travel records for the past year. This following evolving explanations on Pruitt's use of first-class flights. The EPA chief has cited security concerns for getting waivers that allow him to bypass restrictions on first-class travel. 
Records show that Pruitt's airfare is often several times more expensive than that of aides booked on the same flights. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. Toyota has four of the ten vehicles on Consumer Reports' annual top picks, the most of any brand. The Toyota Corolla and Toyota Camry are the magazine's choice for best small and mid-size cars. The Toyota Sienna led the minivan category, and the Toyota Highlander is the best mid-size SUV. Genesis, Audi, BMW, Lexus, and Porsche were among the top-performing brands in the survey. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Nigeria's president has ordered several of his ministers to go to a town in the northern part of the country where dozens of schoolgirls are believed to have been abducted last Monday. The number of children missing is anywhere between 51 and 111, according to differing accounts from Yobe state government and police. And the number of those rescued is even less clear. Late last night, the office of the governor of Yobe state said the army had rescued some of the schoolchildren from the terrorists who abducted them. It was the first time they acknowledged that a kidnapping had taken place. A source within the state government told the BBC that the girls were found abandoned by the militants after the vehicle they were being carried in broke down. There are unconfirmed reports that two girls may have been killed. BBC correspondent Stephanie Hegarty reporting. Boko Haram horrified the world when it abducted 276 girls from a boarding school in Chibok almost four years ago. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good Thursday afternoon and welcome back on a beautiful day all across West Central Florida. Glad to have you with us for the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. Got a couple specials coming up uh, in just a moment. Uh, We're going to take you to the Sea of Galilee. And we're going to talk about uh, the opportunity you'll have. Uh, How many times have you read the scriptures, not only about the ministry of Jesus all around the shores of the Sea of Galilee, but, of course, uh, what happened on the sea itself? Well, we're going to be talking about day number six of our pilgrimage to, um, to Israel. So on Tuesday, June the 5th, we're going to get up from our hotel right there at the Sea of Galilee. We're going to go out to the uh, the port there at Tiberias, going to get on a fishing boat, and we're going to go out and uh, have a marvelous opportunity to have a devotion right there in the middle of the sea. We're also going to go to uh, Capernaum, and we'll visit the synagogue there where we know Jesus actually preached. We'll see Peter's house, what a day it's going to be, and then... That's when we go up to the northern border of Lebanon, as well as the northern border on the northernmost post of the Golan Heights. And I'm going to tell you what, 
I want you to come along. All that and more coming up in the first segment. And then we'll have my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten of Iowa Baptist Church and Dr. Tom Woodward of the Universe Next Door. Both of those gentlemen weighed in yesterday morning with our morning host, Bill Carl, about the passing of Dr. Billy Graham. Well, we want you to have an opportunity for the afternoon driving folks to uh, get a chance to um, hear uh, what these two uh, very important Christian leaders had to say about the life and legacy about uh, Dr. Billy Graham. So that's going to be coming up at the bottom of the hour. And remember, if you want to find out more about our trip to Israel, that's letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Join those that are joining the, the pilgrimage today. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back. Imagine a school where students memorize great works of literature beginning in kindergarten. At the Classical Academy of Sarasota, they do. Imagine a school where students are taught cursive, formal grammar, and how to decode the English language as opposed to sight word reading. Imagine a school where history and science are taught every day of the week. Imagine a school where students learn to create complete thoughts and speak and write in complete sentences. At the Classical Academy of Sarasota, they do. Imagine a school where students take formal logic, rhetoric, and Latin. At the Classical Academy of Sarasota, they do. The Classical Academy of Sarasota is a pre-K to 12th grade campus founded with the help of Hillsdale College. TCA is grounded in the teaching of virtue and completely free from the common core. If this is the kind of school you always imagined for your children, contact us at TCASarasota.com. That's TCASarasota.com. Over a million Floridians petitioned to put Amendment 3 on the ballot this November. Amendment 3 will put voters, not politicians, in charge of casino gambling. And that's got Tallahassee politicians and lobbyists scrambling for gambling. They're trying to expand gambling now, before voters have their say in November. And that is exactly why we need Amendment 3. The politicians can't be trusted. And they're proving it at this moment. For decades, casino gambling was decided by the voters. Then, politicians tried to legalize casinos without voter approval. Voting yes on three puts you back in charge. It's not about where you stand on gambling. It's about who you trust. The politicians or the people. Tell the Tallahassee politicians. Let the voters decide gambling. Just leave it be until Amendment 3. Paid political advertisement paid for by voters in charge. 2640A Mitchum Drive, Tallahassee, Florida, 32308. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.62%. But choosing the right mortgage lender involves so much more than just a rate. We've earned 12 J.D. Power Awards for client satisfaction. And we invented Rocket Mortgage, a simpler, hassle-free way to get a mortgage completely online. So choose Quicken Loans, America's number one online lender. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like I'm on top of the world. Disclaimer, you will not be transported to the top of the world. In the unlikely event you find yourself at the Arctic Circle, seek shelter from the elements immediately to avoid frostbite and or hypothermia. Geico will not be responsible if you find yourself in a cave or crevasse with a lonely, abominable snowman, who in all likelihood will force you to play games including but not limited to Go Fish, Charades, Chinese Checkers, or his personal favorite, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Yeti on over. Geico is not liable for any damages, either physical or emotional. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weekdays at 1 p.m., don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Catalog Joy! 
when you fall to various trials and testing, for the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work that you might be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here, and if you have been listening the last few weeks, you know that uh, we are excited about uh, being a part of the 70th anniversary of the Balfour Declaration when the modern state of Israel uh, came into being in 1948, and of course, uh, for those of you who know your history, that's the last time uh, a bold move by an American president to stand with the nation of Israel took place, and of course, that was Harry S. Truman. And this year, I want to tell you, if you want to have a remarkable opportunity, either for your first time or a return trip to Israel, how better a time it could be than being part of the uh, 70th year celebration. Hey, mark your calendars. We're going to be leaving on May 31st, heading out uh, from Tampa to Newark on uh, United Airlines. Then we're going to take that Newark to Tel Aviv flight on United and get us right into Tel Aviv, begin our journey. It's going to be an opportunity for you to go to Israel. Israel for remarkable value. This is my tour to Israel and Jordan, past, present, and future for a remarkable price, for an astounding price. All inclusive, tax transfers, everything, both Israel and Jordan, $3,965. That's right, under four grand. $39.65 is the total package. Of course, you want to bring a little bit of money for whatever souvenirs you want to send back or bring back. And, of course, a little bit of maybe eating, going, and coming at some of the airports. But it's up to you, whatever kind of spending money. But for those of you that are on a budget, I guarantee you, when you take a look at this itinerary, and I want you to do it right now, if you buy your home or office PC, go to letstalkfaith.com, click on the link for the uh, Israel pilgrimage of Bill Bunkley. Phenomenal. And we're talking about four in five-star hotels. By the way, three meals a day, including lunch, everything included, tax tip and everything, $39.65. To find out more, if you want to get your reservation going, call us right now at 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. My family, Mrs. Bunkley, Zach, and I invite you to come and uh, either return to Israel for a second time or come for the first time. It'd be great. With me today is Boaz Shalgi. I'm honored to have him with us, president of EDI Travel. And as I've mentioned before, EDI Travel for the third year in a row, just recently they won, being the number one tour advisor, according to TripAdvisor, into Israel. Uh, not only uh, an accomplished uh, tour agency, but also Boaz is our personal host. He is a historian as well. And hails from the tribe of Levi. So I want to tell you, to get all your answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask, what a more uh couldn't have more of a capable host as we're in israel and uh it is good to have you back with us today boaz 
Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here. You know, we don't normally get a chance to talk to uh, who's going to be your tour guide in Israel, but this is a special opportunity today for our folks to get to know you. Big day today. Today we're going to be talking about day six of our 10-day pilgrimage. This is actually our schedule for Tuesday, June the 5th. After overnighting on the Sea of Galilee, which is just an awesome experience, we're now going to go into Tiberias, and we're going to have a chance to experience something that people have about for years, and that is Jesus on the Sea of Galilee. Talk about that. Well, uh, like you said, uh, today is a big day. This day is uh, dedicated to uh, many of the holy sites that are around the Sea of Galilee, and that includes uh, a boat ride on the sea. It includes uh, seeing a museum with a boat that was discovered 30 years ago that's from the time of Jesus. Who knows? Maybe even the disciples and Jesus were in this boat. Uh, and uh, Capernaum, the Mount of Beatitudes, and so many places where many of the miracles of uh, Jesus were performed. So that's that, that's a big day, big day in Galilee. Hmm. Now we're going to go actually go out on a boat, and uh, we're going to go out to the boat, and then we're going to have a chance to have a devotion on the Sea of Galilee. Now I want you to, to describe this to our friends that are listening today, because when you go out on the Sea of Galilee, uh, you look around. You, you can look at the, the town of Tiberias. Of course, that is mentioned uh, in the scriptures. If you look to the north, you're looking to where we're going to be heading later on in this day and some very important sites to Christianity in terms of uh, uh, Capernaum and uh, the synagogue there. You look south and you're, you're seeing where the Jordan River kind of begins way down there. But then you're going to have this devotion, a time of prayer. Very, very important to kill, uh, Christian pilgrims, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly that. Every um, place where you, you know, put your step this day is a place where something significant happened, either the uh, the boat or the place where uh, uh, Jesus performed the miracle of the uh, fish and the loaves or Capernaum, which was the base of Jesus during the uh, three years of uh, ministry. Anywhere you look around you, something biblically or something important from the time of the uh, New Testament happened. Mm. And I want to tell you that um, it wasn't just a few years ago, as Boaz mentioned, that they discovered this boat that was in the mud, that uh, the archaeologists were able to uh, pull it out. And so um, you probably, through many movies, many pictures, you've seen a lot of different renditions of the maybe the boats, the fishing boats of of those disciples that he called from the Sea of Galilee. Well, we're going to, just moments after we get off the boat there in Tiberias, after our time of devotion, actually out and on the Sea of Galilee, we're going to come back in and, and just literally steps away, we're going to take you in to see this boat that was found in the mud, very much whether it was or wasn't where the boat Jesus was in, very clear evidence, another marker point of the historical accuracy of the scriptures. Then we're going to start to head along the more of the northeasterly uh, northwesterly shores of the Sea of Galilee we're going to come to Capernaum and uh, talk about that because um, every if you'll take us to places Boaz where we know something happened in the area but when we walk around the streets of Capernaum it's very significant because a lot was written about Jesus and Peter in that area talk about that yeah this is one of the places that as we say on our scale of authenticity is a 10. You don't have to uh, assume whether it was here or there or in the vicinity. You can actually see the synagogue today where, you know, Jesus preached to the uh, Galileans. And only about 50 yards from there, you can see the remains of the house of Peter. 
And how do we know all this? We will talk more about when we get there. But this is solid. This is a tenor on our scale. And I think that many people get very emotional when they come to a place like uh, Capernaum that they read about so much, and now they're physically there. Now, when we finish, and by the way, a lot of chance to walk around and reflection there. Then we're going to take a short bus ride to uh, the Mount of Beatitudes. And I want to set this up for you in a moment. But first, I want to remind you, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the voice of Boaz Shalgi with EDI Travel. Today, we're talking about our Bill Bunkley pilgrimage to both uh, Israel and Jordan, departing on May 31st to June the 9th. And Boaz will be our in-country host. We're talking about June the 5th, which is day number 6. And uh, if you'd like to follow along, go right now to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Click on the link. You can see the full itinerary. And again, if you'd like to call us for information, 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. This is the Bill Bunkley Pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. That's 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. We get done with uh, seeing Capernaum, short bus ride to the Mount of Beatitudes. This is the area where Jesus gave uh, one of his famous uh, sermons. And what's interesting is people don't realize that uh, when you're around the Sea of Galilee, what those folks saw the day that Jesus preached that sermon, they were actually up on a hillside. We just think about what they were thinking about focusing in on Jesus. But there is this magnificent backdrop of not only the Golan Heights to the left, but the Sea of Galilee. We'll be right there and take this in. Talk about that. We'll be right there. And uh, again, that's one of the places that, you know, we we stand on the actual hill when we talk about the Sermon on the Mount. So this is not, you know, doing that at home or at church. You are there on the Mount of Beatitudes, reading from Scripture, the Sermon on the Mount. And before you, you see the Sea of Galilee and the Golan Heights and Tiberias and all these beautiful places. Mm. Now, when we have a chance to do that, and of course, we're in and out of this uh, air-conditioned motor coach, and I know folks who are snapping pictures, and between that and the next stop, all throughout the trip, they're going on Instagram or Facebook, and they're posting those pictures, so I want to tell you, it, it's quite a remarkable uh, journey. By the way, I also suggest that you bring a, a journal to take some notes, because you're going to see so much as the Bible coming to alive, coming alive to you. Uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult to keep up with our itinerary. Now, we're going to go to a very old archaeological uh, site, and this is uh, Caesarea uh, Philippi. There's two Caesarea, Caesarea by the sea, and then Caesarea, which is down more towards Tel Aviv, but Caesarea Philippi. Uh, talk about this as we're moving to the northern po- po- parts of Israel. Caesarea Philippi is uh, famous for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, this is one of the sources of the Jordan River. The Jordan River has uh, three sources, and Caesarea Philippi is where one of them begins. But uh, even more significant for Christian folks coming to uh, the Holy Land is the uh, the story of Jesus and the disciples going to Caesarea Philippi. And over there, by that huge rock, Jesus promises Peter that he's going to be the Petra, the, the rock and the foundation of the uh, future church. 
Hmm. And uh, not only is that the historical significance, but to realize as we're matching up archaeological finds with Scripture, it's another one of those focal points where we understand the importance of Scripture. Now we get to a point uh, on June 5th, a sixth day that most tours don't do. We're going to take you to two northern ports, uh, parts of Israel. And I want to tell you, last year, one of the highlights for me, having been to Israel on several uh, occasions, was a chance to meet uh, a man by the name of Etan Oren. And Etan is a very remarkable man. You're going to meet him as well, we anticipate, because we're going to go up first to the northern part, uh, p- part of Israel on the Lebanese border to a kibbutz, kibbutz Makaya. And um, by the way, when we get there, you might have uh, been listening over the last few months as I was recently in Lebanon, in addition to being in Israel last year. But where I was at in Lebanon was just a few miles across the border from the very point that you're going to be there at Kibbutz Makaya, and we were there last year. First of all, what is a kibbutz? And talk about, a lot of people may think it's just agricultural, but there's other things they do. And then talk about this special place, Anitan. Kibbutz is the uh, farming-style community that was founded by the Jewish pioneers uh, 100 years ago when they started coming to, uh, to Israel. It's a community where people live together. People used to share almost everything together. Today, it's changed, and it's more like a gated community. So in addition to agriculture that they all do, they also uh, are into different industries to to, to make a living. And what's uh, special about Kibbutz Malkia is that we have the honor and the privilege to be led by Ethan, who you just mentioned, who is in charge of the whole security in the area. And he's going to take us to the actual border and show us so many things that, like you said, nobody else does. So I take pride of knowing that this is one of the EDI specials. And by the way, the last time we were there last year, guess who the last important person was to go there? Vice President Mike Pence. So that gives you an idea. And you're going to be looking, it's very safe. You're going to be looking right into Lebanon. You're going to be looking across the uh, the fence there. Uh, all of what you're going to be seeing there is just part of the past, present, and future so you understand the entire environment. Now, we're actually going to be same day going over the Northern Golan Heights, but we're just about out of time for this segment. We'll pick it up next time. So if you would like to be part of this pilgrimage to Israel, first-time traveler or returning traveler, you can join us from May 31st to June the 9th, all-inclusive price of $3,965. That includes both Jordan and Israel. To find out more, go to our website at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, or call us. 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Boaz Shaggy, good to have you with us today. Look forward to our next chat. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon, Bill. All righty. I'm Bill Bunkley. Stay tuned for more of the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Vice President Mike Pence delivering remarks on several issues at the Conservative Political Action Conference outside of Washington today. He highlighted the administration's victories for conservatives in 2017. 
Those included confirming Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, overhauling the nation's tax code, and demanding more from allied nations when it comes to NATO's common defense. Also, also taking the podium was NRA Vice President Wayne LaPierre. He accused some Democrats in Congress of wasting no time trying to exploit last week's terrible school shooting in Florida for political gain. With mental health now on the radar as a component of gun violence, President Trump said today he would like to see more mental hospitals reopened. He also talked about the importance, he thinks, of arming teachers, something he says would cut down on school violence. On Wall Street, the Dow was up about 165 points. This is SRN News. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into Jesus geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. You've been worried lately, been a little anxious, not quite sure God has it all in control. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Listen to this great verse from the book of Daniel. All the inhabitants of the earth are as nothing. God does according to his will in the inhabitants of the earth, the host of heaven, and none can stay his hand or say to him, What are you doing? If you get that, you'll get that he knows what he's doing. And that includes your deepest frustration, your fear of tomorrow, the greatest anxiety that's now in your heart. Just because we may not understand how he is working doesn't mean he's not working. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Do you have a cracked or broken windshield and full coverage insurance? Do you want a new windshield at no charge and up to $100 cash back on the spot for your damaged windshield? Call Autoglass America today at 813-96-GLASS. They work for you, not your insurance company. 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass. Weekday afternoons at 3, I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. He lived 99 years. He preached to millions. He reached the nations. He was a trusted counselor and advisor to presidents, kings, and queens. He once said, my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Today, 
Heaven welcomes home a good and faithful servant. Rest in peace, Dr. Billy Graham. The world has changed because you traveled here. Faith Talk, AM 570. I can tell you, somebody asked me on one of my birthdays, I'm not going to tell you which one. They said, when you get, when you were 65 way back there, what was your greatest surprise in life? I said, the brevity of life. That's the greatest surprise of my life is how brief it is. It's gone. I feel like a boy. Sometimes I feel like I'm 18. Again, I feel my real age. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will Thanks see. so much for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl. Well, this morning, Billy Graham went to meet his Savior, Jesus Christ, at the age of 99 years old. Had served the Lord faithfully for so long, and for so many, their lives are transformed as God used him to proclaim the gospel. And so we thought we would take a few moments this morning to think about Dr. Graham, to think about his legacy, uh, to be grateful to God for bringing us such a man uh, throughout the decades and to allow you a chance to reflect on that as well. In fact, if uh, you've been impacted by Dr. Graham's ministry, if there was something in your life or a remembrance you have, you're welcome to, to call in with that. We just have a few minutes ahead of us at 813-287-5700. That's 813-287-5700. Now, I am 50 years old, and I cannot remember a time in my life that there wasn't Billy Graham. I cannot remember a time in my life when you couldn't Tune in the television for a special Billy Graham crusade or the radio for the hour of decision. Um, but I would say that the most impactful uh, time that I can recall with Dr. Graham was in 1998 uh, when he came to Tampa for a crusade. And by then he was already what we would call old. He had been struggling with Parkinson's disease already for some time. He was close to 80. And I remember at the press conference the morning of the first meeting having the opportunity to ask a question and uh, Dr. Graham responding so graciously, but his voice was rough and raspy and you could tell he was weary. Ruth was still with him at that time. She had not gone to be with the Lord yet and she still had a bright shine and a glint in her eyes and just a lovely woman to talk to. But they were getting on in years. And when he walked, he hobbled a bit. And even though he was a very tall man, he was stooped at the shoulders. His face was weathered. But I have to tell you, that first night, after the music ended, and Dr. Graham stood to the podium, uh, the platform, to the pulpit there at Raymond James Stadium. I'll never forget this. A, A cool wind blew across that stadium. And he stood like he had an iron rod in his back. And he proclaimed the gospel with power and authority. And his voice was bold and it was strong. And it was full of love and grace and mercy. And an answer to this problem that kills all of us in the end, sin. And we were stirred mightily. And just for those few moments that night in the platform and for the next several nights after that, 
he would step up to that pulpit and the Spirit of God would flow through him and just immerse that place in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk with Dr. Tom Woodward of the C.S. Lewis Society here in a few moments, but first I wanted to bring on uh, Pastor Ken Witten of Idlewild Baptist Church. Of course, you hear him weeknights at 6 o'clock during uh, Living Truth. He was the vice chairman of the committee that brought Billy Graham to Tampa back in 1998. And uh, Pastor Witten, A, thank you for joining us this morning. And B, I, I don't mean to be uh, emotional, but you remember those nights. I'm sure they stood out to you as well. Well, Bill, I, I think all of us are emotional today. Um, you know, a week ago today, we um, were all preparing for a wonderful Valentine's Day. And, you know, we got the news in Parkland, Florida that, you know, eventually would be 17 people die, three being adults and 14 of them being students being shot tragically. And it so devastated the nation. And, you know, we always say that the old must die, the young may die. And just a week ago, some young people went home to be with the Lord, and they met eternity if they did not know Jesus Christ. They did not go to heaven. But today... We have a a sorrow, but not as others who have no hope. We, uh, we I think all of us would say the same thing. We're mm. extremely, extremely happy for Dr. Billy Graham. He's seeing a Savior he's preached about. He is actually walking the streets of gold that he has written about. Uh, he is uh, seeing Ruth again, seeing more important the Savior that he loved. And, Bill, I, there's so many things about that 98 crusade that I remember, uh, and you do too. You know, before the Bucks uh, had their first snap on that. That's right. Uh, we had people leave their seats and walk onto that field receiving Jesus Christ and as their Savior. I know he would not, his family would not mind me saying this, uh, but, you know, I remember uh, up at the press box when General Schwarzkopf was up there and— mm-hmm. They said, well, what are they doing? He had heard the gospel, and they said, well, they're walking down to make the profession public about Jesus Christ being their Savior. And uh, he said, well, I want to do that. And the person trying to be kind to them said, well, listen, why don't we just do that right here? You don't have to walk. He said, no, no. If they're walking down there on that field, I'm going to walk down on that field. Mm. Uh, so that was a memory that I had. Another memory was, remember when we had the student nights? And I mean, that place was just packed with <laughs> thousands of students. And Dr. Graham made the classic statement, you know, I don't like their music, but I sure like the kids. <laughs> oh, that was such a great time. You know, and it's, it, you know, it's funny. I was playing that clip as we came into this segment where he's saying how fast life passes. And he goes, and then sometimes I feel like, I'm 18, my real age. No, I, and, I'm telling you. And yeah, and, and he was as old as Methuselah. I think we thought <laughs> then on how many crusades have we heard that you know Dr. Graham's not going to be able to make it, and is he going to come? But he did come, and uh, God uses the weak and the ordinary. And uh, it was a, a week. My associate pastor Tim Headquist had a brain tumor and mm. died, and I remember going to Moffitt Cancer Center watching him die. 
coming to the stadium in the evening and watching people live. And it was just a real mixed emotion, of course. Um, on the Sunday of that crusade, uh, I caught word later, and I was so glad, but he, he was getting dressed to come to Idlewild to worship. I'm thinking, dear Jesus, thank you that he was not well enough to come. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I could go hear him preach, but him coming to Idlewild and hear me preach, I don't <laughs> think so. I'd be like telling Noah about high water there. A little, little pressure. So, yeah, just, yeah, no pressure. But I got. I was. I was honored that uh, we made the list that he might even worship. Wow. But uh, you, you know, Bill, this is this is a day of realizing that you know that the old must die and the young may die. It really is. You know, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dr. Richard Powell, I had the chance to speak with him when Jerry Falwell went to be with the Lord. Right. And uh, we were in the midst of that conversation. He goes, you know, Bill, he goes, but don't worry. He said, God's got more horses in the stable. Mm. And uh, I thought that was a really uh, simple way to say that God continues to raise up men and women to proclaim the gospel. And while there never will be another Billy Graham, there will be more people to, to proclaim the gospel. You know, God uses people at different stages of their life. And, of course, a man who's preached to over 215 million people, um, what, 185 out of 195 countries, um, Hmm. a a crusade that was supposed to have lasted uh, six nights in New York, went 16 weeks. He preached 100 nights straight. Uh, he preached to 1.1 million people in Seoul, Korea uh, on one night. You know, he's met with 12 post-war presidents, um, you know, in, I think, President Bush's book, what was it, in 2010, mm-hmm. called Decision Points. He, he said he was drunk the night that he met Billy Graham and uh, his family home in Maine and the next night, Billy Graham sent him a Bible. The next day, mailed him a Bible with a personal note on it. And, you know, George W. Bush would tell you what helped me overcome alcohol was not just Billy Graham, but it was meeting Billy Graham's Savior. So he was a man that stood, stood tall before men, bowed before God, and uh, wasn't perfect, uh, was not a pope, uh, was not— you know, he's not a saint in that he's a saint in the Lord's eyes, but saint in the Bible is always plural. It's never singular. It's always saints. And, uh, and we all get that way by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I got to meet him in St. Louis in the eighties and, uh, I couldn't wait to meet him. I was just like, uh, it was like meeting Babe Ruth or something, you know, yeah. for me. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, of course, I got his autograph, and I talked to him, and I got to transport him in a car back and forth at the Southern Baptist Convention. And I remember asking the question. I always wanted to ask him this question. I finally get to, and I'm asking. I want to ask him what did Mordecai? What did he remember about the message that Mordecai Ham preached in North Carolina when he was just a farm boy that he gave his life to Christ? And boy, I thought, man, this is going to be so good. And I said, Dr. Graham. He said, Yes. I said, Can you tell? me a little bit about the message. What do you remember about Mordecai Ham's message the night that you gave your life to Jesus Christ? (laughs) He said, young man, I don't remember 
things he said. <laughs> I thought, boy, that, that's real encouraging for us pastors. But what he did remember was that Jesus Christ was tugging on that young man's heart. Uh, you know, I had a, a, and I'll just say this in closing, Bill, we, we had, uh, they were called the, we call them the Rasu sisters, Vera Rasu, and they were members of Idaho Baptist Church, graduate of Trinity College. Uh, where Billy Graham graduated from, and uh, it's in his autobiography, so I, it's true, but I knew her. She was a godly lady, and she said at her graduation speech, she was the valedictorian, she says, I believe God is going to raise up a young man out of our class to shake the world for Jesus Christ. And, of course, she was thinking of Dr. Billy Graham, and that was before Billy Graham even thought you know, a man that got saved in the golf course, what, Temple Terrace Golf Course. Tampa was, he loved Tampa. Mm-hmm. We loved we loved Dr. Graham, and uh, God brought that prophecy to tr- the truth. He did use a man to shake the world for Jesus Christ right out of Trinity College. Amen. Well, Dr. Uh, Pastor Witten, I, I just appreciate you spending some time with us and, and reflecting on your experiences with uh, Billy Graham and uh, what a legacy. Yeah, we mourn, but but not as those without hope mourn. And uh, we just, what a great day for him. You know, he's right there with Ruth. And uh, and uh, what a great reunion I'm sure they're having right now. Well, you're not kidding. You remember Ruth saying this? He said, if, I, if God had given me the guy that I've been praying for, I'd have been married for. I'd married the wrong person eight different times. <laughs> Nineteen forty-five, when uh, when his oldest child Gigi was born, Billy Graham was preaching, and it's one of his deep regrets. He would tell you as a pastor, he would say, "You know, I wish I would have been home mm-hmm. that night that my firstborn was born, but I was preaching." And uh, he, you know, us pastors, we all learn uh, reliving our life. We do some things different. I'm sure he would say the same. Well, I'll tell you, he went on and I, I, you know, you can't go with regrets. He, he served faithfully and, and God yes, used him did. and God used Ruth and, and that whole family. And we're so thankful for that legacy. And again, we're thankful for your time today, pastor. Well, thank you. And tonight during our worship service, you can bank, we'll be singing just as I am. What, what time tonight, place. what time tonight at Idlewild? 630, sir. All right. God bless. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you, Bill. God bless you. Bye-bye. Pastor Ken Witten has joined us uh, here on Faith Talk 579, 10 FM 102.1, as we talk about the legacy of Dr. Billy Graham, who went to the Lord to be with the Lord today at the age of 99. And now my friend, Dr. Tom Woodward joins us. He is heard uh, weekends at 1030 a.m. on the Universe Next Door. He is the president, founder of the C.S. Lewis Society. And a professor at Trinity College, Billy Graham's alma mater. We've spoken of that a number of times. I, I don't think people realize, Dr. Woodward, what a rich legacy this area holds in terms of, of uh, a guy like Billy Graham. Yeah, it truly is amazing. I mean, I, I have thought so many times how the link, the connection between Billy Graham and Tampa Bay is um, it's just powerful. And my one of my greatest recollections is the letter that Billy Graham would send, especially to Trinity College, his alma mater, to be read at the graduation final year banquet at the um, in the in the May uh, context. So 
I was even thinking today about how Billy Graham connected with presidents. He also connected with C.S. Lewis himself hmm. when he did a, a mission in Cambridge. And I'm, I just pulled up part of the interview. It's actually a letter written by John Stott. And Billy said when he came to in 1955, so he was in the kind of like the, the crusades were rolling and just exploding everywhere. And he said, uh, and it's kind of funny, he, he found the Cambridge England crusade at Cambridge University daunting. Quote, I am deeply concerned and in much thought about the mission, he told John Stott. I have never felt more inadequate or totally unprepared as I think over the possibility for messages I realize how shallow and weak my presentations are, and I should be relying heavily on the Holy Spirit of God and on this this advisor, Morris Wood. And so, but at that time, he made a point to have an hour-long meeting, the three of them, Billy Graham, John Stott, and C.S. Lewis, in Lewis's private rooms. And Lewis was greatly encouraged by Billy Graham, and Billy Graham was greatly encouraged by C.S. Lewis. The two of them became virtually friends overnight. Hmm. This is a side of, of Billy Graham's life story that was only brought out near the end of his life through an interview that was actually uh, conducted with C.S. Lewis by, by Sherwood Wirt. Billy Graham and C.S. Lewis had something in common. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing way both of them brought out the person of Christ through their individual careers. You're listening to Faith Talk 57910 and FM 102.1 as we remember Billy Graham. By the way, if you would like to re- leave a remembrance... Of Billy Graham. I'm going to give you a different phone number. And, and you can actually leave a voicemail. It's my personal office line. So don't be calling me, you know, 10 days from now to you know, tell me stuff. But if you loved Dr. Billy Graham and you'd like to, you can call this number 813-349-8250. That's 813-349-8250. And leave a voicemail with your remembrance or your condolence or your uh your uh, words for Dr. Graham, 813-349-8250. Here's something you just mentioned, Dr. Woodward, that stands out to me. C.S. Lewis, of course, an amazing uh, author and uh, writer and commentator, um, just a, a great apologist, somebody who really knew how to articulate the, the Christian faith in a way that was very appealing to maybe those of a more intellectual bent. John Stott, who was a, a preacher among preachers himself. I mean, the books, I, I read his books in college. Mm-hmm. I read, I studied mm-hmm. him for homiletics, and uh, we studied him for uh, for preaching and just the model that he put forth. I mean, John Stott was what one might call a preacher's preacher. And then you, have Billy, then you have Billy Graham, who, and you and I have used this terminology before. Sometimes we'll be in the middle of... Uh, of the universe next door and we'll take a break and I'll, you'll come out with a concept or, or a, a word about something. I'll say, Hey, Dr. Woodward, can you put the cookies on a lower shelf where we can all reach them intellectually? What I love about Billy Graham is he's able to sit in a meeting with John Stott and CS Lewis. He's able to preach at Cambridge where you would, you know, the cookies could be on as high a shelf as you'd want to put them and everybody's going to get their share. And yet he's able to speak to people of all type of, uh, cultural backgrounds and be confident in that. Well, I think Billy Graham was like the Apostle Paul for our era. I mean, in other words, he could write brilliant uh, theological explanations, and and he could go to the higher shelf when you wanted to. But there was just this passion and this 
I, I, I like to call it because one of our professors in seminary said the preacher's stance. You have the sense, mm-hmm. I just got to deliver, to deliver this message. Yeah. It is so powerful. It is so piercing. It's so true. And that passion was part of him. It wasn't just something he kind of whipped up. It was from his heart. And it was a, and it was a life of pure dedication to Christ and to his family. You know, I know he says, I regret not spending more time. Well, I think that the family speaks for itself in many ways because the Graham family has just blossomed in its own ministry. And it's just a testimony of the totality of a life well lived under the daily love and lordship of Jesus Christ that he served and proclaimed so powerfully. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. I'm with Dr. Tom Woodward, who's the founder and president of the C.S. Lewis Society, uh, professor at Trinity College of Florida, where Billy Graham uh, was uh, an alumni and uh, a graduate and uh, somebody who uh, impacted that community. And uh, as you know, you move along in your ministry, Dr. Woodward, what are some of the things you take from Dr. Graham that, that you look in the mirror and go, yeah, I, I want to be that? Well, I mean, where do I begin? Uh, Billy Graham, I remember the first time I heard him. It was May of 69. I had just trusted in Christ at the end of my freshman year at Princeton. And the Bible college, uh, excuse me, the Bible church there on the edge of the campus said, let's go to the Graham crusade. And I remember he preached on David slaying Goliath. And I'll never forget, he just made that story come alive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I barely knew the story because even though I'd gone to church my whole life, I didn't know the Bible that well. And I remember him talking about that uh, he had in that little sling extra stones because Goliath had so many brothers. I don't know if you've heard that little uh, (laughs) one-liner. So he was ready in case the other brothers came along to, uh, to continue the duel. But I just remember the power and the clarity, it was like a piercing, like a knife. It's like a laser beam. Mm. And I, and then at this other end, I actually met Billy Graham in the uh, kind of the follow-up um, examination chair at Dr. Gill's oh, clinic. Really? He had just had his cataract surgery done. We were finishing the book. The Universe uh, Next Door, of course, talks about intelligent design. But we were finishing our Darwinism under the microscope book. Mm -hmm. So I was doing the the editing, and and Gary uh, Carter said, Hey, Tom, if you'd like to come down and meet Billy Graham, you have an opportunity. And I said, Oh, no, I'm too busy. And I'm just (laughs) Obviously, I put everything aside. (laughs) I stopped everything. My eyes got big for just a second. Yeah, the world began uh, only about 10 minutes later. Everything was on freeze frame. And I just scampered down the stairs, and I was introduced. He was sitting in the chair. And they, and they said, you know, this is Professor Woodward at the at the college you attended. Oh, Trinity College! Oh, I, th- I, I thank the thank God for Trinity College. <laughs> and that was always oh, his wow. attitude, because he was a single-minded Christ. Show me what you'd have me to do today, right now. I mean, it was like a life that was so well lived. It's an inspiration for all of us. I mean. We, we will read volumes and volumes. And by the way, there's a very good uh, Trinity College is featured heavily in the story of Billy Graham, the movie. Oh, wow. So, and it actually tells about some funny stories related well, to his life at Trinity College. We're thankful for you to be able to come in today and, and just kind of bring some, some detail and some dimension uh, as we remember Dr. Graham as he's gone on to be with the Lord. 
And I think it would be fitting, Dr. Woodward, I hadn't planned this, but uh, as we close out, maybe you'd uh, close in a little bit of a prayer, mm-hmm. not just for those who uh, continue to, to feel the effects of that, but that God would continue to raise up folks to go to the field and preach. I would be delighted to do that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the life brilliantly well lived because it was lived in the light of your word, in the lordship of Christ, in literally the light of eternity. And we thank you that you are raising up new followers in that uh, path of Billy Graham, uh, followers of Jesus, not so much uh, followers of Billy, but followers of the Lord who redeemed them by his precious blood. We thank you that the death of Christ, the powerful resurrection of Christ, the defeat of death and hell and sin is now a fountain opened up to the world. So, Lord, may those who have not ever understood the good news of Christ, may they drink deeply from the well of Jesus and trust him and receive his gift of eternal life and uh, and follow him faithfully like your servant Billy Graham has. We pray again that you would raise up, even from Tampa Bay and the United States and the world, those who would shake the world for the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much for listening today. I'm Bill Carl. Uh, We thank our guests, Dr. Uh, Tom Woodward. We thank Pastor Ken Witten and Bill Bunkley. I'm sure we'll have more to say about this this afternoon during the Bill Bunkley program between 4 and 6. Thanks so much for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.